Oh, snap! The world is finally waking up to the crap that's baked into and sprayed on kibble dog food. No longer can commercial pet food manufacturers fool us with pretty pictures and false promises. This is the raw dog food truth. The view and opinions expressed on this podcast are not intended to replace medical advice. Before starting any raw diet, do research, ask lots of questions, and consult your vet. Well, hello, Raw Feeders. I'm Dee Dee Mercer Moffat, the CEO of Raw Dog Food and Company, where your pet's health is our business and friends. Don't let friends feed kibble. Well, today is my friend, Neely Piazza. She's joining us. What's up, Niels? <laughs> Not a lot. How are y'all? Y'all, we, we just doing our job, you know, delivering high quality, high moisture, low ingredient food <laughs> yeah the the original the og and the limited ingredient game right the og you got that right yeah you know what it's so funny because people contact me and they're like okay i want you to make sense of this all right <laughs> okay i'll try okay the the uh, one of our blends they felt like had a stinky smell to it pork okay now olfactories are subjective right so what you may think stink stinks does not stink to me well have you ever smelled a pig (laughs) how close (laughs) how close do i need to be to smell it (laughs) you don't have to be very close pigs are stinky (laughs) right 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 but but here's the thing so um I think that a lot of people try to make real raw equivalent to commercial raw. What do I mean by that? Commercial raw always smells the same, looks the same. It is the same because it's very commercial. Because it's basically homogenized and pasteurized. Right. Right. Which, yeah. It, yeah. So. You mean it's been sterilized. It's been, it's been taken away from mother nature and made into something totally different it's been mcdonaldified Ooh, <laughs> gross i know uh, right 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 all right so here's here's the thing so what does that mean that means that from harvest to harvest from season to season from animal to animal it will be different yeah ours will ours will but people are like, oh, my gosh, it didn't smell like this last time. It must be a what? A bad batch. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And 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 we always say, well, what does that really mean? What does a bad batch mean? And, and really what it means is my dog didn't want to eat it. That's it. That's that's all it means is that's what they base that on. My dog. And didn't there's so many there's so many things that can affect that. I mean. Mm-hmm. It, it it's um i mean i get it you know something your dog starts acting different and that's like the first thing you can think of or the most recent thing you change or something like that i get it that that's where your brain goes but um once you it, i mean in reality a, a bad batch is uh not a thing we've talked about this before you know dogs are designed to eat dead rotting putrefying nastiness which Obviously, this is not what this is. Um, so, 
you know, there's really for uh, all things considered, there's really not going to be any such thing as a quote unquote bad batch, at least not in the way people are thinking. So, um, you know, once you eliminate that, then you need to look closer, you know, because it, it's um, most likely going to be some something completely different. But, you know, you have to you have to really, really look to see if you can even figure out what that would be. A lot of times you can't. And I mean, it's not like you can ask them, why do you not want that today? <laughs> You know, so you know what, Neely, my my dogs, and you know Asta, Asta's fourteen. My mm-hmm. dogs, they eat it all, and they about knock me down to get it every single meal. They always have. Yeah, mine and are I, the same way. And I'm just like, I, I, Lazi. I mean, you would think that she that we starved her, right? Every meal, she's just like, give it, give it, give it, give it, give it to me. And I said last night, how can this, how can there be dogs that don't, you know, that are like, I don't want that. And I have to say that, you know, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what's going on. But let me finish with this story. So, all right. Didn't like, didn't want the pork. And therefore, didn't eat the pork. However, the pet parent gave hamburger meat from the store with freeze-dried I don't know if it was primal or vital essentials one of those that has a lot of stuff in it with uh steamed broccoli and probiotics that from um NutriVet and they're not great yeah uh, those are crap those aren't great probiotics oh did I say that I didn't say that the, you did. those are they're <laughs> they're they're not optimal <laughs> <laughs> I just say that is crap. It's crap. Yeah, it's, it's crap. Sphincter. It's sphincter probiotics. All right. Yeah. Which the dog had diarrhea and threw up. And that made our food something wrong with our food. Now, I couldn't make sense out of that because I was like, oh, they didn't. He, the dog didn't <laughs> eat our food. No, I was so like, how, <laughs> how does that even work? I was I was not sure that maybe I wasn't <laughs> thinking right. But uh, I just wanted to check with you to make sure I was not. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's that's weird. Um, well, the other thing, too, we've talked about this before, too, but um, pe- people tend to freak out if a dog won't eat. And they're like, oh, my God, I, I have to, like, make it eat something. So they just start shoving stuff in front of its face until it eats something. And it's like, if you have a if there's really is something Okay, so let's go with with the most obvious, most likely thing. If they don't, if they don't want to eat it, it's because there's something going on in their gut. You know, they ate a stick outside, or they licked the floor that you just mopped, or you know, some something like that. Or they're taking really crappy probiotics and it's messing with their <laughs> stomach. Yeah, yeah, or that, or that too. So if your stomach is upset, or you. You know, you don't feel quite right. You don't want to eat. That's the last thing you want to do. So if you if you do something and essentially force them to eat, it's going to make them worse. If they don't want to eat, don't don't make them. Um, 
you know, I know that's easy for me to say, but after we both have just said that our dogs never do that. But then again, we don't do all the toxic add-ons and additives and cleaning substances and pharmaceuticals and all that stuff that most other people do either. So, you know, our dogs don't really have much of a reason to not eat. So, right. right. So I had somebody contact me yesterday. This is their very first order. Um, so they haven't been doing raw very long. I don't know how old this puppy is. The only information that we got was my vet. We have a sick puppy. My vet wants to know, have there been any recalls on the beef for salmonella? No. And the, the and even if they even if they're had, it really wouldn't matter. But so the so I'm like, well, we do have a lot of puppies that get sick from vaccines, flea and tick, and heartworm. Have you had any of those? Silence. Crickets. Yeah, crickets. And then, as you were saying, there's 1,200 strains of salmonella. So so we sent back this. We said, but. Have your vet, you know, let us know what strain it is and what is the load of that strain that they have seen that have caused disease or pathogenic problems, you know, in dogs. And is it one of the 10 that is possibly pathogenic, which, <laughs> yeah, we won't go down that road, but <laughs> which we which we know is not actually true either. But we'll we'll play within their rules for the moment. Right, right. And Brian and I were talking yesterday at the warehouse and he was like, you know, all of these people think that E. coli, if you got a bio, uh, a gut biome test done, right? And the and the gut biome says your dog has E. coli. He said, well, there's, there's good E. coli and bad coli, E. coli, but they never distinguish between those two. Well, and my response would be, well, good. I hope he does. Because if he didn't, he would die. Mm. <laughs> you know? And with beef, it would more likely be E. coli than salmonella. Anyway. Right, right, right. And I knew that when they when they said that. But, you know, we don't we don't know what's going on. But I don't have any clue if that, that puppy had been in for a plethora of puppy shots um, or. And what, what does it mean to what does sick mean? You know, right. it means something different to anybody you ask. So, right. and that's not to question, uh, you know, we're, we're not trying to say that you're always wrong. It's just that people always go first to the food and it, it just, that's, that's like the least likely thing for it to be well, in that's, our, that in our, what, 25 years of experience doing this. Yeah, but that doesn't count because you don't have a doctor name. You don't have a DVM after your name. So thank God. <laughs> what do you I'm know? Glad I'm not brainwashed. <laughs> <laughs> what do you know? Yeah, um, you're right. The um, yeah, that would be like this. Okay. I just um, went and had this totally healthy meal that came out of my own garden. There's no pesticides. And then I went and got a toxin put in my body, whether by needle or by pill. And then mm -hmm. I said, oh, my gosh, 
my garden made me sick. Yeah. My garden made me sick. That garden food, yeah. bad. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Because it's just, we can't Well, be. and that just made me think of something else. This is probably not the case with this since it was, it just, you know, it, it just started. Although it could be. It, 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 irregardless. So. Hey, wait um, a minute. Um, is it the, you know, the, that's not really a word. Irregardless. Yeah, that's my word. It's regardless. Irregardless. It's irregardless. Are you sure? Leave leave me alone. I'm from Texas. We talk weird. Um, I'm fixing. I'm fixing I'm to fixing, come over there and hit I'm you upside the head. I'm fixing to come whoop you upside the head. <laughs> anyway, um, now I forgot what I was going to say. Oh, no. So if you take away a toxic source, so like if you stop feeding kibble, which we all know is horribly toxic, and you um, limit the toxic input like that and start feeding real food, and the body goes, oh, my God, look at that. And so then it starts pushing out all of the toxic stuff that it has stored from before that it has been working, you know, has not had an opportunity to get rid of. So that's why. Um, and Dr. Merritt said said this yesterday, too. She said it in a completely different way. But I know. But it basically is the same thing. Um and I've noticed this through the years, too. The cleaner you are, the cleaner your system is, the easier it is um, to, quote, unquote, get sick. Because you notice um, when you take in a toxin, you notice it. And your body, like, jumps on it right away to push it out, which, you know, people call being sick, which isn't really. It's a, it's, it's a healing and detoxing. is Detoxifying is what it is. But if you... If you're loaded down with toxins and you take in one more, you don't notice, you know, of what, you know, until you get to the straw that breaks the camel's back. But um, if you take a significant amount of toxins away and the body's starting to clear everything out and then you um, add a toxin to it, it can uh, make it react too. I don't know if that made sense or not, but it could it, something like that could be a just a um, detox type situation too. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, there's just so many factors, and uh, again, the fear of raw is why you've got a substandard HPP cooked product that is selling millions out there. Well, this is why I tell people just don't even go there until you are sure you're ready. Don't just say, oh, I think I'll try this on a whim. No, don't do it until you're sure you're ready and you're committed because otherwise, because uh, um, your vet's not going to be any help. They're going to scare the crap out of you because they, you know, they'll tell, they'll straight up tell you, oh, that'll kill your dog. Well, you know, I think we have enough evidence to prove that that's not the case. Um, but, you know, it's a it isn't it is a new thing and it can be the information can be overwhelming and since it is you know like just closing your eyes and jumping in if something your dog starts doing something different that's automatically where you're going to go but you you need to be prepared for you know and almost all dogs will go through some type of a a detox time some some you don't notice some you do it just depends on what their load is at the time but 
and unless you're committed to doing it and learning about it and all don't start until you're ready because you'll scare yourself off and then you'll never go back and then your dog's going to be your dog loses so i have a nephew out in phoenix and he has a german shepherd to which he feeds a fresh pet oh god and this and so my brother flew out there and i get this message from my nephew he says and Didi, can you send me some food Dad says Thanos looks really bad. And my brother, you know, obviously we we transitioned his lab several years ago and she's amazing. So I said, take some pictures and, and send them over to me. Well, this dog does look bad. And and here's the thing. Uh, I mean, he's super skinny. His hair doesn't look bright. He just doesn't look good. Um, he had been on Apoquil. They stopped that. Um, and... So we, we're going to, I said, send me the pictures. Um, here was something that was concerning. I said, how much are you feeding him a day? He said, two and a half pounds. I said, well, that's a pound a day over what this dog should be eating. So I don't know if it's uh, a gut biome you know, digestive issue with this German Shepherd or it's that food. So we're going to do this, you know, I'm going to have him take um, a pictures and uh, I send him food. I send him digest and phytoplankton. And so I said, don't do either one of those. Just get the dog, you know, in the beginning, let's get the dog stabilized first on the food and then we're going to move forward. But yeah, really bad shape. And then I have another neighbor who... She feeds raw to one of her dogs and fresh pet to the other. Okay. And um, you have a lot of confused neighbors. Yes, ma'am. That that would be correct statement. And and the dog that is on fresh pet is so fat. So it's kind of weird. I mean, here's Thanos, the German shepherd. Way too well. He's a he's a shepherd. Hey now, you, I, no, no, ma'am, not happening. <laughs> you stop with the shepherds sphincter talk. They make everybody think that shepherds have problems. <laughs> but, but, um, so we're so we're, so we're gonna see now. Now, uh, you know, I'm not in people's homes, and um, it's really funny. I, I will say this, that sometimes when people come to the warehouse to pick up, right, and our team is putting the raw food in their trunk, we happen to see a bag of kibble back there. <laughs> so we're like, <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What is, what's what up is, with that? What is happening here? And <laughs> uh, and um, so anyway, yeah, it's it's um, it's not it's not good. It's it's not good stuff, but we're going to do this test and I'm going to update you guys on this because their sales, Neely, are in the millions. Well, gazillions. Yeah, well, and it's people um, that are like on the right track, but don't really do much homework or critical thinking about anything they're like 
oh, look, it's real food. And you can see it's kind of like the whole farmer's dog and just food for dogs and all that. You see those chunks of carrots and potatoes and all those other inappropriate vegetable items that, um, again, are chunks, which is also inappropriate. And, uh, <laughs> you know, they're like, oh, wow, look at that. Must be good. It has. And, and you just are like, oh, my goodness. Okay, so here's another thing that people may be confused on. Um, so I had these pet parents call me yesterday. They, and, and I tell you, this happens all the time. It's where the pet parents are getting healthy and then they're looking at their dog food and saying, why am I doing mm-hmm. this to my dog, right? And this is one of those cases. Mm-hmm. So these people are ad, uh, big advocates of the keto diet for themselves. All right. Now, whether you believe in keto, whether you follow Dr. Paul Saladino, who's the carnivore diet, he kind of talks about why keto consistently all the time is not the best. But however, that wasn't the point. The point was this. They said or or, uh, the pet parent said, and this will be actually their first order. Okay, so I said, tell me what you've been doing. And what are you planning on doing? And here was what was a little bit concerning that he said, because we believe in high fat for us and good fat, anytime that we are cooking something for us, we take the grease. No, no. Or the the fat, right? No. Or the fat, they let it harden and then they put it in their dog's food. And I said, wait. Pancreatitis waiting to happen. That's what I said. Cooked fat. Now, don't get this wrong, people. It, that's cooked fat and grease from a, a, a no raw fat is is fine. Raw appropriate animal fat is is fine. Now, seed oils and plant fats and all that, no. But uh, raw animal fat is fine. But cooked fat, absolutely not. Yes. I said, and please don't be doing bacon fat. And he was like, why not bacon fat? And oh, God. I said, you're oh. going gonna, gonna to be in big time trouble. Your dog's going to be in trouble. What kind of dog do they have? Um, you know what? I don't remember that I even asked that question. But um, yes. I, I'm, oh, my gosh. So the stuff that is called just fat uh, have you seen it in the grocery stores? Just fats like tallow, duck fat, um, beef fat, that sort of thing comes in a container. Almost looks like coconut oil. What's your thought no, about that? Uh, for the dog? Yippers. Absolutely not. All right. So when you're talking about real animal fat for dogs, where would people get that if they want to add more fat? Now, I don't think they need to <laughs> add more fat. But from you, I don't sell I mean, just I don't just, sell chunks of fat. A, you don't add fat by itself. Just get a fattier protein, a, right. a fattier blend. I mean, we have them that range from what, like nine percent up to twenty something percent. I know. That's why I said um, the shepherd blend, and don't be going down the shepherd line. But the shepherd blend. <laughs> Um, has 20% fat, but I still tell people, look, you can't just feed that blend. You No, have, you can't. Right. I, I'm like, okay, every third day, if you've got a dog that runs, like I had a customer that said the same thing that 
you know, I'm looking at with my nephew's dog, they were feeding way more than the dog needed. And he said, well, my dog runs, you know, 15 miles with me every day. I said, well, okay, look, you can add in a high fat, like the shepherd blend, but do it every third day or something. And don't do it every day. Let's see what, how we need to increase that. Right. Yeah. Because what, what has to give folks if the fat content is that high is protein. Protein's going to give. So, yeah, you don't, you don't, and I, you, you know, I'm not an advocate of high, high fat. I mean, the only time I tell people to up their fat is if they have, um, there are some dogs that just won't hold weight. And the most common ones are, you know, like the, the hunting dogs, like the pointers and the Vishlas and the Wyamies. And, um, there's some shepherds that won't either, but they're the, the shepherds usually just cause they're built that way. They're not they're not built to be hefty, but the, those bird dogs, um, you know, they just are, they just run hot all the time. And especially the ones that, um, are active. Um, so, you know, you can, you can do a, um, higher fat than I would say would be okay for an average dog with them. But, for the most part, um, it, you know, and keto is not all about people. People don't get it right. Keto is not all about fat either. Um, so they need to, if they think, if they're associating it with just high fat, they need to study that diet a little more closely because that's not what keto is about. People so like that they're like, hey, fat, high fat, I get to eat fat food all the time. Yeah, they like it because they get to eat all the stuff that um, people have been saying is unhealthy for so long, which, you know, there's a you go either extreme and you got a problem. Right. So and, you know, doing that is just as bad as a vegan making their dog vegan. I mean, it's it's this it's just as bad either way. You know, so, there's some people out there and there's some groups out there that are like, my dog has never been healthier on a vegan yeah, diet. Well, the the main reason for that, and it's going to be temporary, but the main reason for that, again, is because they're not feeding them processed food. They're feeding real food and um, limiting the um, processing and artificial and all that stuff. That's the only reason they're you know, healthier. I got to wonder if those dogs are going to break their legs easier. If they're going to, you know, have s- bad skin. Well, I mean, I just can't. It, I, it it all depends. It all depends on how old they are, how how mature, how developed they are, how how they're actually doing e- e- vegan. I mean, you know, saying I'm vegan is just like saying and I feed raw. It tells you absolutely nothing. Um, So it, you know, there's a even with people, there's a. Uh, right way to do it and wrong way to do it for sure. So they're not all created equal. So depending on how it's done would kind of determine how long it would be before you'd start seeing problems, but you will definitely start seeing problems at some point. Yeah. That's a, that's a great slogan that we need to coin. And what does that mean? (laughs) Right. Because it's like, we, we hear stuff all the time. We're like, well, what does that mean? My dog's sick. What does that mean? My dog eats yeah. raw. What does that mean? <laughs> yeah. 
My dog has it has uh, gastric upset. Well, what does that mean? <laughs> you know, right? <laughs> um. So another thing that I they that I wanted to ask you about was copper storage issues. Now, a lot of times that's th- thrown around like pancreatitis is thrown around. Okay. Um. What? So we recently. A customer wanted to buy blends that didn't have any organs in it, um, which always makes the hair on our neck stand up. However, wanted to buy a, a blend that didn't have any organs in it because her vet had suggested that this dog had a copper storage issue. Uh, yeah, this comes up every, it's not like hugely common, but it does come up on occasion and i'm not saying that it doesn't exist however from what i can find out and i cannot bring myself to tell somebody that they can feed a dog with no organs i just can't bring myself to do that um but from what i can find out um it's relatively recent that this has like become actually a thing other than a an oddball case here and there in the last i don't know maybe 15ish years i forget the time span but afco in its infinite wisdom changed the um um uh, form for zinc in in its requirements it went from i think it went from oxide to sulfate i think that's the way they it they had a certain amount of the you know they, their required amount was at a certain point and then they changed the form that they required which was the more absorbable form and i think it went from oxide to sulfate i can't remember for positive but i'm pretty sure that was right so that's a more absorbable form and we're talking synthetic stuff here right so the body doesn't know what to do with synthetic so it absorbs all this stuff which doesn't allow it to the increased zinc doesn't allow it to process copper so then you end up the the liver can't get rid of the copper so it ends up storing it and you end up with hepatitis and cirrhosis and they take a biopsy and you'll come up with high copper. So uh, basically it is a um, artificially produced problem, man-made artificially produced. And it's pretty much exclusively in kibble dogs for that reason. And even then it's relatively, relatively rare and I guess there is some genetic predisposition to certain dogs, particularly uh, Bellington Terriers. But I, I think I've met one Bellington Terrier in my entire life, <laughs> so um, I don't think I don't think the states have a whole lot of them. Um, so you know, if that if that comes up and your dog is on kibble. And you switch it to real food, 
you're going to take care of that problem. If you're already on raw and that comes up, we need to look a little bit deeper to see what is going on. Um, because we just had a situation like that. And tell us what you found as you looked a little deeper into this issue to which <clears throat> well, this, week this yeah, this particular instance, they did do a, the vet was saying that this is what it was. And, um, they did the biopsy and, um, of course it, it, you know, the last minute the biopsy comes back with normal copper. So that wasn't it, but from the, from the, uh, lab work, which I just don't know how they jumped to that conclusion from the lab work I saw, but granted, I don't look at a lot and, you know, I'm not like hardcore schooled in it, but, um, come to find out the dog had eaten a block of rat poison. That'll do it. Uh, yeah. And since then, the enzyme, liver enzymes were elevated. Well, wow. Go figure. And which is exactly what the vet said initially. But since, you know, they stayed elevated, they're like, oh, that must not have had anything to do with it. Or must not be the only issue or something like that. And I'm like, mm, no, pretty sure that was it. And then if you look at the if you looked at the timeline, the levels were act were decreasing and then they jump up. But every time there was a jump, there was some toxic event like vaccines or something like that added. So but they were still ultimately coming down. So anyway, um so, plus so they had this dog on on um anxiety meds too that she was really trying to get her off of and i think we got that sorted out too so i i think we'll see i mean this is relatively recent so we'll see how this all turns out but i was really glad that they decided that it wasn't copper storage because i was going to have a real hard time uh talking myself into doing a diet with no organs yeah that wouldn't be good. That would not be good. All right. So um, I love that. That And this is why I think that, that your services are incredibly important, right? Because as with our entire team, everyone is looking outside of the traditional box, trying to figure out what is going on. Because if you understand how the body works, there is a reason, right? Why? Why did the body go in this direction, right? Yeah. Not just the body's in body did this therefore i'm going to give it that it's like no we need to find out why you know why the body did what it did and and then uh look to correct it from there um another thing that we've heard um in a lot of circles and people you know i you and i always know when there's somebody that's out there pushing something because we get a lot of questions one of those has always been on iodine, right? So my dog needs more iodine. Um, that's one, right? I need to add iodine. How much iodine is in the food? I need to know the level of iodine. Or um, I'm afraid of chicken necks because of the thyroid in there. And I'm afraid that that's going to cause issues with my dog. Yeah, but then you add 
ask them, well, how much do you want? They don't have any idea. <laughs> how much is too much, right? Yeah. How much is too much? How much is not enough? They don't know. I'm like, well, well, that's, well, that's the same question that people say, is this complete and balanced? And it, it's just, what does that mean? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's not a thing, people. <laughs> <laughs> what does that mean? And uh, well, does it have every single thing my dog needs? And that will be a big fat no. And what does that mean? Because nobody <laughs> knows what that is. Oh, That's, no. I'm saying it's not a thing. People get over it. It's not a thing. Complete balance is not a thing. Well, I'm like, <laughs> look, complete balance is variety, variety, variety. And exactly. And, exactly. and you, you said something the other day that I, I've got to harp on now because I thought it was so brilliant. People want to know every single vitamin and mineral that's in the raw food. And you said to me, Oh yeah. People don't think there's vitamins and minerals in the raw food because we just don't list them out. Yeah. If it's not on the ingredient label, it must not be in there. <laughs> and it's like, uh, no, if it's on the ingredient label, that means it's synthetic and added in after, and you don't want it. <laughs> so you don't want to see that on the label. Now we do, we do in the learning center have a, um, an article that will give you where you're going to find, you know, vitamin C, where you're going to find magnesium, zinc, um, all the B vitamins, D vitamins, all that kind of stuff. There is an article in the learning center that shows you that. But again, I mean, it's like, how can an animal that was alive and is now gone to harvest for dog food have had no vitamins and minerals in its body. It was alive walking yeah. around. It was alive walking around. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right. right? And, so, and also like what we said earlier, you know, varying from batch to batch from animal to animal, blah, 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 blah. You know, people want um, a complete, thorough breakdown of everything that's in every every chub and it's like well you'd have to do that comprehensive test on every chub because every chub is going to be a little bit different because every animal is a little bit different so all those numbers that you're getting that you're like um thinking are so important are not the one the numbers that you that people publish are not accurate. They're an average. And so, I mean, you know, it's like a, you could say best guess, but it's not even that accurate. So, you know, that whole number thing needs to just get thrown out. It doesn't, it's meaningless. And even then, even if it was correct, we still, like we said just now, we still don't know what dogs need and every dog is going to be different. So that whole Counting milligrams and micrograms and parts per billion, it's pointless as far as nutrition. Variety, 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 plenty of organs. Keep it, stay away from, from toxic stuff and, you know, pay attention to your dog. And um, that's how you're going to get where you want to go. Not this whole, oh my God, I, you know, I need a microgram more of, magnesium or something ridiculous like that well you know there are a lot of people that base their um their online businesses on meal 
formulations. And that's why you say, look, I'm not going to formulate a meal plan. It's real simple. I'm not going to do that. <laughs> right, I don't set. believe in that. I don't, be I don't believe that it, it does anything, but give you a false sense of superiority or make you think you're smarter than everybody else. And I don't think it has anything to do with real nutrition. There are some people that come to me with these crazy formulations and from some vets, right? Some supposedly raw. Well, there you vets. go. Well, no, but they're, they're raw feeding vets that are doing, you know, some summits out there. And I'm just like, yeah, no, I, I, I don't know. You know? Yeah. I mean, if you want to go that way and make your life difficult, if you've got, you know, three hours a day to, to deal with that or $500 a month to pay somebody to figure that out for you, then go for it. But I, I you know, I, I don't have any of these problems that people have. Uh, my dogs are, are now always have been perfectly healthy. We don't ever go to the vet. I don't do any of that number crunching. Um, it's, it's meaningless to me. You know, we have some people though that have accused us of uh, being biased in this way. It's never the food. It's always something we're doing. Well, because 99% <laughs> of the time that's true. I'm just and like, we are biased that way because that's what we've found to be the case. Right, right. And 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 as Dr. Amanda Vollmer would say, we could in this uh debate just give me the proof that it was the food. Give me the actual strain, the issue. Show me that there's nothing else going in the dog. Show me that you're not doing flea and tick and heartworm. And I remember this one guy specifically was doing like a buttload of antibiotics. And his dog was having this, um, you know, uh, uh, bloody diarrhea. Which Diarrhea. Right? Well, yeah, that should be obvious, right? Right. And he was like, how dare you? You know, my dog is suffering. And now you're telling me it's my fault because I gave them antibiotics. Well, I'm not saying it's your fault. I'm just saying that I think you're putting the blame in the wrong place. Yeah. But but that uh but that really does irritate people. You know, here's here's the thing. If if you can if you go to an entity, whether it's my company or whether it's some other company, and you accuse that company of something. And that company asks you to provide the information and you provide the information and then we provide contradicting feedback. information or feedback. I don't understand why that makes people mad, but it does. It's like, I can accuse you of blank, but when you prove to me that my blank is wrong, I'm mad. I'm yeah. mad. Yeah, I I I don't understand that. It's well, like, there's a lot of anger in the world right now, and there's a lot of, of truths coming out that people are not willing to face, and it's shaking everybody's view. And um, and yeah. that's not good for the water in your body. That's not good for the. the it's not. Uh, it's not good for your gels. Uh, for your vibration in your body. I was just listening to. Um, something on that. Cause you know, I'm, I'm all about water right now and looking at water, but not only that, but when you look back at, um, Emoto, I think his name was, mm -hmm. was it, yeah. uh, Emoto's work on water. And it talks about, you know, I, if, if you, um, 
say I hate you versus I love you, it changes the crystals like in your body. It's very, very mm-hmm. interesting. But what was really um, scary, Niels, about that video that I was listening to, uh, Dr. Lynn Harwitz was saying that he used to go get distilled structured water. And uh, up until here, just like a month, maybe weeks ago, uh, he was able to do that because he was like, it's the purest, most structured water that you can get. And that a lot of people use it um, uh, for their, you know, babies and, and young kids. And um, he said that Crystal Geyser was one of the companies that provided that, right? Provided that that great water. They have now been bought out by Nestle's. Who shut down production? Yes. And then they shut of down production. Crystal Geyser. They just they bought it to shut it down. Yeah. And I and I always wonder these companies that start out like Crystal Geyser or any of the companies that are trying to do the purest, cleanest, healthiest stuff. Do they know when these big companies come in that they're about to turn the brand that you've created into something not good? The last thing that um that that I wanted to circle back and say before I let you go is on the iodine issue. Uh, can you clarify this? Does my dog need more iodine or um, uh, is there a problem with iodine? Where do we draw the line on this iodine question that we get a lot of? Well, again, it's like is, every dog is going to be different. And <laughs> yeah. what, what does that mean? You know, what are you feeding? Are you feeding... You should be feeding something from the from the sea on a regular basis, be it fish or phytoplankton or kelp or something like that. And if you're doing that and you're um, have variety in your proteins and all it shouldn't be you shouldn't have a problem. My go to is I love phytoplankton and I love potency and I love green lipped muscle. The phytoplankton is. Probably the the best one. I do them all. Not all at the same time, but I do them all. Like today, the dogs, uh, my extremely healthy German shepherds, thank you. Um, <laughs> they had fish, uh, duck feet, and uh, they probably had a little bit of chicken and tripe. And uh, or Wolfram Plus or one of those. I have in my bowl right now is lamb, HVM. Chicken and tripe and Wolfram Plus. <laughs> so, you know, there's all that's today, and that'll last mine, them four days. Let's see. Mine had uh, blueberries, an egg, a chunk of beef heart, dollop of tripe, and I think it was turkey pork. Yes, and they got all that extra stuff because uh, there was only. A, a little bit of turkey, turkey pork left, so I had to like add all the, <laughs> add all the bits and ends of everything else <laughs> in. So <laughs> yeah, that's what and, I got. And you know, I always suggest if your dog will eat fish, like the sardines um, or the mackerel, I always keep those on hand. Why? Because if for some reason I have forgotten to thaw out food, not that you can't fast them for that meal or feed them later on in the day, it's perfectly fine. Um, 
but, but fish, the fish thaw fast. Yeah. Super fast. You just put them in a bowl of water, let them sit there for 15 minutes, take them outside. Cause once they crunch them, blood's going to squirt. Head's going to go one yeah. way. Tail's going to go the other. I'd feed them outside. Um, and, uh, and bada bing, you got a meal right there. Yeah. I think mine had fish yesterday. Yeah. Really yesterday the day before. Yeah. Okay. So the moral of the story is, uh, or the moral of the podcast is today, uh, we got to know what does that mean? Right. So if, if <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's one of them, there's a couple of morals of this, uh, podcast today, but the question is, what does that mean? If, if your dog is, um, if you think it's the, you know, a bad, but what does that mean? If it's a bad batch, what does that mean? So we are asking you to really, you know, dive deep. And think about uh, what is happening. Are there toxins going into your dog's body? Could it be that your dog just has a day, uh, a day, a bad day? Bad day, yeah. Right? Could it be that he's um, loaded up with toxins? Could it be? I mean, we have to look at that. You cannot look the other way and say, I'm feeding a pure raw diet, but I just loaded my dogs up on a buttload of toxins, but it's the food. Okay. We got to we've got to be sensical. Okay. Or have you you've been feeding the same thing for three months and they finally are just like, okay, I need something different. Right. So this dog that was that one of my neighbors, um, who <laughs> had the dog that would only eat beef, and I'm not kidding you, it didn't matter which beef it was, he would only eat beef. And I think that was for about a year. And I said, this is where I always say you've got to keep coming back, guys. You've got to keep reintroducing. And so yeah. I kept reintroducing and finally now he'll eat all the blends. But for some reason it was, he would eat the beef PMR. He would eat the beef blend. He would be eat the beef HVM. He would eat the beef with tripe, but he wouldn't eat chicken, duck, turkey, pork, rabbit. He wouldn't eat any of those other things. And now he does. So you have to just keep coming back and not get stuck on, well, my dog can't, or my dog won't. Right. So I have a lot of people that come to me. My dog can't eat beef. My dog can't eat chicken. And I want to say, well, was that determined while they were on kibble? Yeah. Right? Uh, yeah. That's a good point, too. It's like kibble, kibble um, chicken, kibble and real chicken is not any not even the same thing. It's not even comparable. No. No. And if your pet has had a buttload of vaccines, it could be that they can't eat beef or chicken. Could yeah. be. Because if those be. proteins, um, those fetal, you know, cell lines were in there or whatever, could be. Could be that once, you know, the body looked at that along with the great things like formaldehyde and, you know, the marisol and mercury and all the borax, all those other things that are so great for your dog that are in the vaccines, then it could be that the body said, oh, I can't eat this good stuff because it was introduced with the vaccine. Could be. Mm -hmm. Could be. And then, you know, I would say try to, yeah, I don't even know if any rounds of rebalancer or anti-vax or anything else would cure that, but it, it's worth a, it's worth a investigation. It often helps, but you can't say, oh, if I intoxicate my dog with a vaccine, I can just fix it with the homeopathic. That doesn't, it doesn't work that way. You can't, you can't undo 
you can't undo it. Sometimes you can mitigate it or help it. And some cases you see a, a, a better recovery than others in some cases never recover. So, you know, it's not just a, it's kind of like people thinking they can give antibiotics and probiotics and everything will be fine. Uh, no, uh-uh. absolutely not. It doesn't work that way. Great. All right. So, so um, sign up with Neely Piazza. Well worth your time as she will look outside of the box, spend a whole lot of time for you asking the question, what does that mean? And um, <laughs> right, because we got to know what that means. Uh <laughs> Get, you can find Neely on my health consults page. She's the very first one. And uh, it's a picture of me and Neely. Have you seen it? I saw that. Yeah. I have that picture too. I love that picture. Yeah, that's a picture of me and Neely's right there. Um, so get over to rawdogfoodandco.com. You can get your dog on a species-appropriate diet. If you're overwhelmed, hit the I'm overwhelmed button. Uh, but Truly, truly, guys, it doesn't matter where you start. It doesn't matter what breed you have. If you have a puppy, use the puppy feeding calculator over the adult. And we have that puppy calculator up through 68 weeks. And that's really um, the biggest difference. But Neely doesn't do meal plans. But when you're talking to her, she will make suggestions on what blends. She's not going to come in and say, hey, you need, you know, 10 milligrams of this and five of that, blah, blah, blah. That work yeah. that way. Right. I She's don't gonna... do recipes and I don't, you know, but once we talk, you you have it will help your understanding of of what you need to, you know, where to start and what to aim for and all that kind of stuff. So um, and it makes it a whole lot easier, a whole lot easier that way than to try to stick to this perfect formula every single day that I, of course, I'm one of those people that can't follow recipes, save my life. So, you know, that might, what does that mean? Anyway, I, um, <laughs> just, just teasing. Um, and the other thing that I think that you can do that's very, very valuable is People have a lot of supplements that they've bought off of Chewy.com or they're getting from their vet or whatever. And you can take a look at that and you know the ingredients that should not be in there. And so this is something that could be affecting the diet um, regime, right? Like you're giving it to your dog and, and they're not liking the food. The poops aren't good. The digestion's not good. Something's not right. It could be these other ingredients that are I can usually save you some money there. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So she's going to save you some time and save you some money. So get over and get signed up with Miss Neely Piazza today. Get over to rawdogfoodandco.com where your pet's health is our business and we're friends. What, Neely? Don't let friends feed kibble. Never. Okay, we'll see you tomorrow, everybody. Bye. Bye. Oh, snap. Find out how you can start your dog on the road to health and longevity. Go to rawdogfoodandcompany.com, where friends don't let friends feed kibble and where your pet's health is our business. Just snap.